1: Following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
2: They are going crazy in Michigan as Junior is looking for the checkered fly
0: Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a hell of a guy. He's a guy that that I look up to.
3: Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the Daytona 500 for the second time. Congrats to Junior. The world is right right now. Dale Jr. just won the Daytona 500.
1: The Motor Racing Network presents Junior's Journey.
3: Every time he
2: comes by, the fans give a hearty cheer and a fist pump as Junior continues to lead.
1: People adore
0: him because he is just such a unique real down-to-earth person.
3: I'm just a pilot, man. You know, I just want everybody to be happy. I want to do good. And, and uh, hopefully all of my dad's fans
4: enjoy this. This is for all
1: them. From the Motor Racing Network Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Susie Armstrong.
4: Welcome to Junior's Journey, a trek through the life and career of one of NASCAR's most popular drivers, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr., for the majority of his career, has been a fan favorite. NASCAR's 14-time and reigning most popular driver, Junior has seen success on the racetrack, but he's maybe even more successful off, and it starts with the fans. I
3: know that what made the sport popular when I was young were the colorful drivers, you know. That's what was interesting to me was knowing them people driving the cars and knowing, knowing how they're you know one guy was more brash or or more boastful and 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 then you had to you know one guy that was quiet and humble knowing those kind of dynamics before they get in there and race that really made it interesting you know more so than just seeing cars go and, and looking at numbers and sponsors and i think we all realized that that's kind of our bread and butter when it comes to the fan base. An
4: infectious personality, a life that fans can relate to. That's what's made Junior one of the most loved figures in sports history. Today, we discuss Junior's interests off the racetrack, from his presence on social media to his love for the history of the sport. I
3: found a lot of old footage from the 70s and started watching these old races. and just
4: His charitable work. Even a treehouse and a car graveyard.
3: I don't know how many more cars the graveyard is going to get over the next decade or so.
4: Let's begin with Junior's presence on social media. One of the easiest ways to follow your driver in today's age is through Twitter or Facebook or other various social media platforms. If you ask anyone in the garage who is best on Twitter when it comes to woody remarks or sarcastic rants, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is P1.
3: I've had a great time since i joined social media. I was a little weary because Jimmy was telling me it was sort of 50-50 as far as, you know, how nice people were. But uh, I swear, I've said this and I really believe this, that Twitter has some sort of special filter on mine where I only get the good comments. Um, So it's all roses for me.
4: But he hasn't always been interested in technology. Junior began his journey on Twitter in 2014 following the Daytona 500 in victory lane.
0: Here they come, racing back
5: to the start-finish line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. throws the block on Denny Hamlin.
4: Across the line he comes, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the Daytona 500 for the second time in his career. It was pressure from his teammate and seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson that encouraged Junior to join the Twitter sphere. You
3: know, I just felt like that I was going to join Twitter sooner or later and just didn't know, you know, when, but it was becoming such a big part of our lives and such a big part of our exposure and it's important to our partners. My teammate Jimmy is uh, putting a lot of pressure on me and uh, and he's really, you know, he kind of leads the way and sets a standard with how to use, how a driver would use Social media and, and uh, to benefit him, him and his partners. And, you know, I'm having fun with it. And I thought it would be in it, you know, after an event like winning the championship or the Daytona 500. So it just felt natural to go ahead and kick it off. We've got, we had 200,000 followers without one tweet. So I figured they've been waiting around for something.
4: And they were. Instantly, Junior became one of the best Twitter follows. He was funny, he was informative, but more importantly, he spoke his mind.
3: Social media is—I have—I really um, have to hold back, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I could do a periscope every day. I really enjoy social media. You know, I don't—I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's on there too much and—and and, hey, look at me and this is what I'm doing and—and and, man, I can't get enough of myself. Um, so I don't want to be that guy. So I try to not to seem too—but uh, I'm eager to do it. I really enjoy it. I, I love the sarcasm and you get to know i mean i you know you get to know everybody so much better it uh it's a blast and I've, i've enjoyed it a lot
4: and i think the nascar community has enjoyed it more he periscopes after races to his fans telling them how his day went he posts pictures of his dog gus and most recently he's been taking pictures of the house he's remodeling in key west but one of the biggest topics he talks about is his love for history and more specifically the history of nascar
3: you know there were so many really interesting personalities too in the sport that you just really wanted to know more about so i just got a lot of you know got very interested in it Um, i found a lot of old footage from the 70s and started watching these old races and just kind of fell in love with it
4: his grandfather was a race car driver his name was Ralph Earnhardt. His father was arguably the greatest ever in Dale Earnhardt. Needless to say, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s love for the history of the sport dates back to the beginning.
3: I think because of my family's history, maybe wanting to know more about Ralph Earnhardt, uh, wanting to know about my father's uh, career as he worked his way up through the uh, short tracks in in uh, North Carolina and that area. And I think that it's important for our fan base to to be introduced to those type of things and allow them to become curious as well and you know you become a bigger fan a more knowledgeable fan of the sport as you start to learn these type of things so I love to be be able to give people that opportunity.
4: Fox analyst and former crew chief Larry McReynolds says there isn't a driver who cares more about the history of NASCAR than Dale Earnhardt Jr.
0: I don't think there is a driver out there that is more into the history of our sport and more into Uh, old paint schemes. You know, I think nobody looks more forward to throwback race weekend at Darlington more so than Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know, he maybe doesn't get a say-so in a lot of the paint schemes that they put on that 88 car, but I promise you when it comes to the paint scheme for Darlington, the Southern 500, I bet you he has a huge hand in it. But I think he enjoys watching things about it. I think he enjoys reading things about it. Uh, I know some – I've heard some some situations where maybe a a fan or a driver gave him some type of memorabilia from back in the day, and you could tell just from the look on his face how much he valued – What they had given him just because it was a part of the history of our sport.
4: Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s managing director, Mike Davis, says Jr. has always been a great historian, but towards the end of his career, it's become even more prevalent.
0: He's a rain man for NASCAR history. I mean, he can just peel off car numbers and owners and sponsors and paint schemes. And, you know, what car had a red stripe down it back in 1978 is ridiculous, right? If you could make money off that, it'd be a good career move for him. But uh, while I never really knew him like that in the beginning. I'm I'm sure he always had that appreciation and fascination for the NASCAR history. I mean, he's, he's grown up in it. I don't know. I mean, like, you know, he went to Germany to go study his genealogy. Um, maybe that was uh, something that he sort of acquired, um, you know, over the past five, six years. But, uh, he, I'll put it this way: He knows so much of NASCAR history that it it can't be something that he just picked up recently. Like there's, I don't know that there's enough books out there that he could read in the last five or six years to know all he knows. He would have to have had an appreciation for that almost his entire life, right? And he has to pull from those uh, years when he was a kid and knowing what you know jimmy means what type of shoes he wore at rockingham i mean mean, like the guy knows all of it so uh you know he's it's pretty fascinating and you know you learn something from him all the time Uh, When it comes to NASCAR history, he would be good. Boy, I tell you what, he'd be good uh, in the NASCAR Hall of Fame as a tour guide.
4: (laughs) The executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and MRN's lead pit reporter Winston Kelly says Junior has passion for everything he does.
5: I just think that's how he is, that he doesn't do anything halfway. I was talking to uh, L.W.'s brother-in-law yesterday. And L.W. was talking about how you know he was looking up something on the Internet. He said, I'll ask Dale Jr. to do that. He loves that type of challenge, and he can find anything. So if it's something he's, he's passionate about, you know, when he got involved, in, he didn't do Twitter halfway. You know, he was late coming to the Twitter uh, universe, if you will. But he doesn't do it halfway. He does everything all in, and, and I think that's another thing. I respect about him, and I think others respect about him.
4: One of the coolest things that's come out of his passion for history is the graveyard he has in his backyard. On a piece of land he calls Dirty Moe Acres. No, it's not an animal graveyard. It's a car graveyard. As pit reporter Alex Hayden explains, Junior collects wrecked cars that are all over his property. The race car graveyard on his property is pretty unique and pretty spectacular because it's not just NASCAR
3: machines that are laid to rest if as as it's said I mean they're not buried they're just laid out in the woods or laid out on the side of the property some way somehow he's got indie cars he's got other machines uh, racing machines out there as well I think that's neat I think it's an his own stamp of trying to you know preserve the sport of racing not just NASCAR but racing in general to to give these beautiful works of art of speed a final resting place instead of going to a crusher and no one ever knows anything about him ever again.
4: In 2015, when Kyle Busch wrecked in the Xfinity race in February and went on to win the cup championship after recovering from injury, Junior sought to acquire that historic car. It's now in the NASCAR Hall of Fame, but Junior says it would have been a nice addition.
3: How he was able to get through that and get healed up and come back and make this chase, I think that That car is a symbol of something bigger. I've never bought cars, and I won't buy cars. Fans think I go out and buy these wrecked cars, but Basically, I just have to know someone, and hopefully a crew chief or a driver calls me and says, hey, you want this thing. But what's happened is the teams have gotten so secretive about how they build their cars that they want nobody's nobody's giving cars away anymore. So I don't know how many more cars the graveyard going to get over the next decade or so.
4: Former Cup Crew Chief Slugger Labby describes Dirty Mo Acres as a wild place. Uh,
5: only certain people get to go there, but uh, the parties that I've been to have hurt. Uh, you woke up the next morning or actually never really went to sleep. You just went to work. But, uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've, they've been fun, but yeah, the, the graveyard thing is a neat thing, you know, that people, race teams give him cars that are destroyed, uh, and have a lot of history. So it's just neat that Dale Jr. has started something like that. And, uh, it just, I want to see where it's at in 10 years, you know, how it keeps growing. And, um, a lot of the cars that you go there, you, you know, it, oh, I remember that, that happened, you know, 2002 at Daytona or something like that, you know, so it's great to see those cars, but, uh. It's something that uh, he always wanted to do. He's got the land, and uh, it's, it's something cool uh, that people can see, and maybe one day he'll open up to the race fans and let them walk through there and, and see all the race cars, but maybe he'll wait till it gets a little bit bigger.
4: Junior's even built a treehouse at Dirty Mo Acres. He got the idea from the show Treehouse Masters. Junior built the treehouse in spite of his sister Kelly telling him it probably wasn't a good idea.
3: My sister was like, I don't think it's such a good idea. I said, well, I'll just get rid of this car and this car, and make it even uh and we're you know we're reclaiming windows and 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 using old wood and all that stuff amy's searching out all these great little deals for us to get free stuff when we can to help cut cost on it but it's been a lot of fun and i can't wait to show it off once we get it done you know i'll take some pictures and let you guys take a look
4: junior has many other interests whether they are pure recreational or their business ventures he owns whiskey river in downtown charlotte he started his own media outlet that produces podcasts called dirty mo radio and he of course owns junior motorsports an xfinity series team which we'll talk about in an upcoming podcast junior's longtime business manager and his father's former pr manager jr rhodes says junior has always been business savvy
2: he does his homework is the best thing I can say. He doesn't dive into something just to dive into it. He studies it, he, he knows more about it than most when he brings it to the table because he's, he's, he didn't just think about it, he's been thinking about it. He does his homework, he asks the questions, he does the research with Google these days. You can find a lot of stuff that we couldn't back in the day. Um, and he's up on technology and I think the, today's business technology is where it's at. Um, and throughout his career, he's been able to read people because you're around so many people and in his, in his career and the people you come across, I think he knows the right things to go and he knows the right people to do. You know. And, they, and when he gets the right people in place and sees that they have uh, a passion for something, he he's not scared to invest in them and his ideas and do the business that he does.
4: Rhodes says Junior isn't day-to-day with the business side but is brought in the loop on every big decision.
2: Well, I handle a lot of the day-to-day. People say, oh, you shouldn't be worried about the bar, be racing cars. Well, he doesn't worry about the bar. He, we worry about the bar. We worry about the production company. We worry about everything else. He just worries about racing. Um, he's involved. I mean, I don't make any moves without he without him knowing or without Kelly knowing. You know, here's here's what we're doing. Here's what we're thinking. Or he's out somewhere, and he'll say, hey, you should try this. It's really big here. Or, um, you know, he, he, he's, he's involved. Uh, I hope to have him more involved when he's no longer in the car. We're growing the brand. We, we've uh, we're adding a second airport location here in the next two and a half months in Raleigh-Durham. We have one in the Charlotte Douglas Airport. We have one that we'll have one in Raleigh-Durham Airport. The one downtown. So we've grown into three restaurants and, and, and bars over over a ten year span, and we are tapped to also put one in Fort Lauderdale Airport in the next spring. So it's been a good project, and he's he's involved. He's not day-to-day. He doesn't know how much numbers we do every Friday night, but he also, knows, uh, when he, he also knows what it takes to be successful.
4: Mike Davis is hands-on with Dirty Mo Radio and describes the idea of beginning the podcast on DaleJr.com.
0: Dirty Mo Radio started with, you know, with an idea that uh, really kind of came into my head based off the fact that we had taken over the responsibility of running our own websites, okay? So it started with that they had already before that they had been outsourced now our own team internally was going to create and facilitate DelJunior.com, uh, the Junior Motorsports website the foundation website I mean at the time we had like I don't know four or five but so we were responsible for content so that, that's important to know the other thing was this was about in 2009 or 2010 we had had a, a proposal sent to us where Dell jr. would be would have his own channel on Sirius XM okay but we would have to invest a lot of money to do it and at the time certainly in 2009 and 10 if you remember the economy was awful race teams were shutting down sponsorship was drying up and we survived it but the fact is is that nobody had money to go pay just for you know radio projects and you know, having a channel on satellite radio That being said, it did create this, Thought that hey, you know, that's a medium that we haven't really dabbled in. Dale did have his own radio show when it was just XM, but he did that for a couple of years. But you know, th- this is different. This would be a, you know sort of a network of programming. But really, it was the the motivation was we have to create content for our websites.
4: And of course, Junior will dive even more into broadcasting next year as he signed a deal with NBC Universal. So we've talked about his hobbies, we've talked about his interests, and even his business ventures. But probably the most underrated, yet most important asset to Junior's time off the track is his charity work. The first time he dabbled in helping children with many causes was with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and as Junior described, he took after his father. A
3: lot of the things that I do, and I think a lot of the drivers do, are handed down by the generation before us, and that's the way Make-A-Wish, that's what Make-A-Wish was to me. My father was a big advocate for Make-A-Wish, always doing the uh, meet and greets with the, with the kids. And it's just like Richard Petty set the standard for time you spend with fans. If a if fan asks for an autograph walking through the garage, you stop and you give it. Dad and other drivers set the standard for others like myself to carry on that that tradition and um so i did a lot of make-a-wish meeting greets early in my career and and as i got to understand exactly how powerful that experience is and and how i became honored that these kids you know you you get to learn more and more about make-a-wish and you get to understand all these opportunities and the the list of things they can do they basically you know offer them the, the, here's the list this is everything We'll take you here. We'll take you there. Whatever you want to do, and for those kids to pass on all the things that I know are available and come to a racetrack to meet me is unbelievable. So uh, I got more inspired and, and ramped up the uh, you know the meetings, and I've enjoyed it. And uh, I still I keep in touch from time to time with several of the kids. And uh, the, uh, one of the boys we met at Pocono last year, me and him talked just about once a week on Twitter. And that particular boy was uh, he's always. Like I, we we didn't have some of the best runs in the chase, and he would be like, "Y'all ran good, man. You ran hard." And I mean, that meant more to me uh, than anything my mom could even say, you know, to make to console me. He was such a supporter, but uh, to hear that from him was amazing.
4: He now works with the Nationwide Children's Hospital of Columbus, Ohio. Um,
3: you know, the Nationwide relationship has been one that uh, I've had for a long time. They introduced me to the hospital. It's something that they've put a lot of money into and they've been connected to for a long time. And they said, look, this is special to us. This is maybe one of the things that means uh, means more to us than anything else. We want you to know about it, experience it. Uh, I got to go to the hospital on half a dozen occasions over the last three years and enjoy every visit. I had the opportunity to take friends and my crew, uh, my wife along with me. It's awesome to watch them go through the tour and you know, see them. Uh, See them, you know, uh, understand what's happening there and what's what's uh, what, what the place is capable of. So it's fun. Um, it's fun to watch everybody sort of be amazed, you know, and pick their jaws off the floor. But um, so, it, I, you know, it, I didn't know what to expect the first time I went there, and uh, I'm glad for nationwide. Uh, introducing me to the hospital because it's impacted my life and I've got you know it's allowed me something to focus on to be a part of to make a difference and uh, we've made some great friends with the staff and the um, uh, many of the patients as well and so it uh, it's been just an amazing experience uh, for me and, and many other people who've had the opportunity to go see it we'll continue to go and uh, they happen to uh, Um, They put mine and Amy's name up in the uh, hospital uh, over the activity room where the kids go play and they have their graduations and and celebrations in there as well. Um, So we'll be connected to that place forever. and uh, Can't wait to go back. Can't wait to take a whole plane load of people with me that have never seen it before. Uh, so they can see what's going on
4: a caring and kind person junior will continue his charity efforts even after racing junior is helping kids and saving lives on a daily basis with his efforts and contributions junior and his wife amy earnhardt will welcome their own child to the world soon they announced last week on instagram that the earnharts will have a baby girl
3: i'm thrilled to be in this position in my life uh, i know the amy's Uh, changed my life a lot and 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 i imagine this baby's gonna have the same impact i just can't wait to meet her i'm just thrilled to meet her and it's just taking forever
4: (laughs) congratulations to amy and dale we can't wait to see pictures on twitter and instagram that baby will surely be loved by everyone in the nascar community Next week on Junior's Journey here on MRN.com, we discuss Dale Jr.'s evolution from a young, raw race car driver to a great man that's impacted many lives. Until then, I'm Susie Armstrong. Have a great week.
1: Junior's Journey is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Junior's Journey is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths, find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches.